Welcome to the MOVAC podcast series with me, Sally Round. I'm back in the MOVAC offices in Wellington with David Beard, one of the MOVAC partners. And today we're talking about how to build businesses with innovation moats. Now, David, I guess we're talking here about a concept similar to the defence mechanism you'd see around a castle. Um, yes and no, Sally. Uh, the innovation moat is really a, an extension from a business moat or an economic moat, which Warren Buffett first Uh, made popular quite a few decades ago. In his case, he's mainly talking about things like monopolies and how they protect, and uh, brands, one of his famous brands obviously being Coke. For innovation modes, it's more about protecting yourself from competitors by using innovation as your main mode. So why do New Zealand tech businesses need to consider an innovation mode? Well, New Zealand businesses have three headwinds or challenges, as I said. Uh, We're too small we're too far and we're too slow. So if I unpick that a little bit, obviously I think everybody knows that we're a small population of five million people. Uh, Often when we're building businesses uh, within New Zealand, we can't really build it for our own domestic population. So we have to go global from day one. And obviously being too far means that we've got the tyranny of uh, distance as they call it. Um, But part of that tyranny of distance is really about having a low and slow cadence Uh, When you're in New Zealand, you might only be able to travel overseas once a month, maybe every two months. Uh, That means that we work a lot slower. The cycles that we go around on some of our business developments can get problematic. And one of the ways to solve that is to actually start building innovation. So you don't have to be the fastest company developing, you just have to be better than the rest. Okay, so let's look at some examples of moats that are out there in the business sense. Okay, well, you've got the obvious ones, which are patents. Um, That generally uh, works well for um, engineering and science-based companies. Uh, And it's really quite clear about things that they're doing uh, that they can get a patent for. And that protects them from uh, competitors in that way. Uh, The other area which we look at in terms of animation modes is trade secrets. We often call that secret source. Uh, Things that happen inside of a solution that's not obvious. So it could be uh, an algorithm, for instance, uh, a piece of AI, um, machine learning that actually helps the company uh, provide insights going forward. Um, There are other sorts of innovation modes as well. There are customer modes. Uh, Typically, these things are things like network effects. Uh, If you can get into a network effect solution, then it's very hard for competitors to come in and replace your solution from there. And lastly, there's what we call soft moats. And soft moats are all the things around things that delight the customer. Uh, Surprisingly enough, New Zealand is really good at customer service, for instance. Uh, A lot of our solutions, we're talked about not providing customer service because it's a cost. But where New Zealand really excels in is we have a very empathetic nation. We understand and want to help customers' needs. That makes us unique in New Zealand, and I think we should encourage more of it. And are there any other distinctive characteristics that New Zealand can build on in terms of moat? Um, I think where New Zealanders are really good at is they really understand complicated problems and work out how to provide simple solutions for that. Uh, When you work in overseas in large companies like the US or UK, 
they're massive organisations and everybody does their little bit within a large organisation. New Zealanders are lucky enough that quite often we can see end-to-end -end solutions and we think in that way. So innovation can also be used in being able to understand the end-to-end -end solution and to be able to provide a clear and concise outcome simply. Is that something like number eight wire mentality? It's that number eight wire mentality indeed, yes. <laughs> so how should businesses go about incorporating these ideas into their operations? I think the key thing is to understand where your point of differentiation is. And then ask yourself, is my differentiation something that can be easily copied by a fast follower? If that is the case, then you need to innovate within your differentiation. And that can be as simple as providing insights. And a lot of companies, for instance, collect a lot of data, can use that data to provide insights and value add to the customer and delight them further. In providing those insights, if you're using AI, machine learning, or possibly even algorithms, some shape or form, you'll naturally create your own innovation mode. Well, that's all very well in theory. Um, how does it actually work in practice? Well, let's take a typical, say, software SaaS company. Uh, quite often what you see is they do uh, the process side of things very well. Uh, they, they've got a great screen, they've got a great look and feel to it. Uh, they take the customer through A to B to complete their transaction. Um, and you think, well, that's great. So the question you ask yourself is, how do you differentiate from there? So if you're taking working for the customer and taking them through that journey, the questions you might provide insight for is, how can I help the customer do this in a shorter period of time or with less steps? Now, for instance, you could put uh, an AI engine onto that and measure that if that customer has always, nine times out of 10, always pressed this button or always gone into a certain way of doing things, then rather than making them continually press the same button, you can auto-suggest that to them. Sometimes customers um, might not understand fully how to price their products. Uh, if you've worked with uh, hundreds of customers in that same area, you might know the price for a certain service. So if you've run a business, for instance, uh, that uh, looks after builders and how they price jobs, and you've got 300 builders in the same city, you'll know roughly what the hourly rate of all the builders are. You can help by using all that data and providing insights to that builder as to what they should be charging and quoting for certain types of jobs. That's all where artificial intelligence, machine learning, can actually provide real great insights, not only for you as the company, but your customers as well. And I think that's a great way in which New Zealanders can develop their innovation modes. Well, finally, David, why are moats important to investors like Movac? We like uh, innovation moats because they really help differentiate from the competition. For us, when we're looking at companies, we always take the view, if there was a competitor who had unlimited resources and unlimited time, how long would they take to copy your product? And if the answer is less than 12 months, then frankly, we get a little bit nervous and it does affect the business case. Um, I think the last thing for us is we find companies that have strong innovation moats generally achieve higher valuations, and both the founders and us like higher valuations. David Beard, great to chat, and thank you for listening. Next time on the Movac podcast series, we'll be talking about scaling up, being bold and growing your business with Serge Van Dam.